Hello and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies with your speaker, Chris McCann. If you'd like more information or to hear more studies, visit our website at www.ebiblefellowship.com. And now, with your evening Bible study, here's Chris McCann. Good evening and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Bible Study in the Book of Revelation. Tonight is study number 27 of Revelation chapter 14. We're going to be reading verses 11 and 12. And the smoke of their torment ascendeth up forever and ever, and they have no rest, day nor night, who worship the beast in his image, and whosoever receiveth the mark of his name. Here is the patience of the saints. Here are they that keep the commandments of God and the faith of Jesus. We've been spending the last few studies looking at verse 11, and I just want to look at one more thing in that verse before we move on to the next, to verse 12. And again, in Revelation 14:11, it, it says, And the smoke of their torment ascendeth up to ever and ever, as that word translated as four can properly be translated as two, and, and it makes better sense, to ever and ever. And they have... No rest day nor night. And it's speaking of all those who worship the image of the beast. And the Bible says, All whose names are not written in the Lamb's book of life shall worship the beast. During that time of great tribulation, when Satan was given rule, unprecedented rule over the world and the churches. And he he reigned supreme during that short little season that turned out to be 23 uh, exact years. And all of the unsafe people of the world who did not worship God through, and that could only be accomplished through his salvation. It's through salvation we fear God and seek to do his will and keep his commandments. And the rest who who were not God's elect, their names were not recorded in that book of life. They ended up serving sin and Satan, worshiping the beast. And as a result, in the day of judgment, they're under the wrath of God. They are the ones being tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of the holy messengers and in the presence of the Lamb who is Christ. And they're the ones that it is said they have no rest day nor night. And we looked at the phrase or the language of day and night. In our last study, we went to Genesis chapter 8, verse 22, which said, while the earth remaineth, it said day and night would not cease. And, and that let us know that since day and night is something that relates to time, to the normal course of this world's affairs. And and there is no day and night when this world passes away at the end. And therefore, the punishment God is meeting out that we're reading about here in Revelation 14, upon the wicked, the unsaved people, the earth, must be given to them while the sun, moon, and stars, the, the celestial bodies are still in their orbit. They're still in the heavens above. 
And of course, the things we've been learning from the Bible agree with that conclusion. God has been pouring out his wrath since May 21, 2011 upon the unsafe people of the earth while time continues. It's, it's in the period of day and night. May 21, May 22nd, the next day, that night, May 23rd, that day, that night, and so forth. Over that year of 2011, 2012, 2013, and it, it's expected the, the Bible's teaching points to this continuing until 1600 days have elapsed. And then on the 1600th day, May, uh, October 7th of 2015, there's a strong likelihood that the day and night period will come to an end. And this world will close at the same time. All right, let's let's look at um, this statement here in Revelation fourteen eleven. They have no rest, day nor night, who worship uh, the beast and his image, and whosoever receiveth the mark of his name. And the last part of the verse we're familiar with. God has already used that kind of language in chapter thirteen and. And it's similar to verse 9 of Revelation 14. The third angel followed them, saying with a loud voice, If any man worship the beast in his image and receive his mark in his forehead or in his hand. And we've seen this points to someone's mind and soul, their will being given over to Satan. They are not a servant of God. They're not saved. It's an unsaved individual who is completely taken over by their sin and goes after their sin. And and so they that's the mark of his name. They're part of the two-thirds figure that God uses to designate all the unsaved people of the earth. And they have no rest day nor night. Does that mean they're going to be uh, physically active, unable to sleep, What does it mean that they have no rest day nor night? Well, we know that when we read the Bible, we are not permitted our own private interpretation. And as we read the word rest or no rest day or night, we uh, have ideas that pop into our head like that. Well, they, they, they can't get comfortable. They, they can't sleep. But that is our own reasoning. In order to understand what rest means, we have to allow God to define it. And probably the best passage to define what's in view here is found in Matthew chapter 11. In Matthew 11, there's um, two Greek words. One is Strong's um, 372 and the other is Strong's 373. And those same two words are found in Revelation 14. In our verse that we're presently looking at, verse 11, where it says they have no rest, that's Strong's number 372. And in verse 13, which we hope to get to in in due time of Revelation 14, it says towards the end of that verse, Yea, saith the Spirit, that they may rest from their labors and their works to follow them. And that's Strong's 373. 
Now in Matthew 11, we have the same two words used in the space of a few verses. And uh, let, let me read from Matthew 11, verses 28 through 30, which are the last three verses of the chapter. It says there, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. That's 373. Strong's 373. And then verse 29, Take my yoke upon you, and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest, 372 in Strong's Concordance, ye shall find rest unto your souls, for my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. Now, the only possible way that uh, a sinner can find rest for their soul is through salvation. There is no rest to to the wicked or peace, as the book of Isaiah says, uh, unless they experience the mercy and grace of God through salvation. And when Jesus is uh, encouraging sinners and, and telling them to come unto him, those that are that are laboring and heavy laden, and and I will give you rest. And when he says, ye shall find rest unto your souls, it has to do with experiencing the salvation of God. And therefore, when God says, as he does here in uh, Revelation 14, 11, they, those that worship the beast, whose names are not found in the Lamb's book of life, have no rest day nor night. Well, what what is that telling us? That they will not experience the rest that was available throughout the history of the world during the day of salvation or the times and seasons in which God was saving. And, of course, that was available then only to God's elect people. But the door of heaven is open at that time, and God saved his people, and they found rest unto their souls. But on May 21, 2011, Judgment Day began, and fire and brimstone began to be poured out from the the Word of God, uh, from God himself, which is a form of torment to all of the wicked, unsaved people of the earth, and during that period of time of the wrath of God, which um, is is happening while the earth continues on in its normal um, course of events, day and, and night, and the next day and the next night, no one, none of the wicked, none who worship the beast during the great tribulation season and continue to worship once the door of heaven was shut, None of them will find rest for their souls. There is no rest. They have no rest day nor night uh, until this period of time is finally finished. There will be no salvation, in other words. Again, we're coming back to the important teaching that God has stressed 
and and underlined or or highlighted re- repeatedly as we've studied many places in the Bible. Judgment Day is a time in which God has ceased to perform the work of salvation, as the Lord Jesus said in John 9, that he must do the works of him that sent him while it was day. And that is a reference to the day of salvation. For the night cometh when no man can work, no man can perform, and that man is Christ. The work of salvation in any sinner ever again uh, it is finished. God's elect have already been found and all have become saved. And and here's another reference. Here's another emphasis upon that same teaching once again, as it says, they have no rest day nor night. All right, now moving on into verse 12 of Revelation 14, it says there, Here is the patience of the saints. Here are they that keep the commandments of God and the faith of Jesus. You know, I've heard Mr. Camping, um, as as someone brought up this verse on the open forum, say that he wasn't sure why this verse is placed where it's placed. And, and, and we can see why he wasn't sure, because at that time, we lacked knowledge, we lacked understanding concerning the fact that God's purpose and intention was to leave his people on the earth in the day of judgment to live through it. And and that's why First Thessalonians 4, speaking of Christ finally coming and, and the day of the resurrection and the rapture, says that, the, the dead will rise first, and then they which are alive and remain shall be caught up to be with the Lord in the clouds and so forth, because God's elect that were alive were living. They were left on the earth to go through the period of judgment day, and, and we're finding numerous Bible verses that teach that very same thing, and here is a big one. In Revelation 14, verse 12, we are forced to ask the question, as it says, here is the patience of the saints. And the Greek word translated as here is 5602, hode, hode. And hode means exactly what this translation says it means. Here, here, right, right here in this spot, in this location. It's the word, for instance, in Matthew 12. In Matthew 12, and of course it's used many times, uh, but I'll, I'll just go to a few. Matthew 12, 41. The men of Nineveh shall rise in judgment with this generation and shall condemn it because they repented at the preaching of Jonas. And behold, a greater than Jonas is here. The queen of the south shall rise up in the judgment with this generation and shall condemn it. For she came from the uttermost parts of the earth to hear the wisdom of Solomon. And behold, a greater than Solomon is here. And and Jesus was referring to himself. He was there. 
In Matthew 14, we read in verse 8, And she, being before instructed of her mother, said, Give me here John Baptist's head in a charger. And then the king sent the executioner, and they brought back John's head in the charger to give to her, and she gave it to her mother. But give me here. Right, right here. Bring it here to me. Just as we use that word today, come here. We, we might say to one of our children, I want to talk to you. Come here. And they come to us where we are. And that is the exact idea that this word conveys. And in Revelation 14, 12, here is the patience of the saints. It's repeated here. Are they that keep the commandments of God and the faith of Jesus? Right here. And we, we, we just cannot miss the place, the placement that God has assigned for this verse, for this statement to be made. Where has he placed this word? Speaking of the patience of the saints and they that keep the commandments of Jesus. Is it in one of the epistles? that's referring to the church or or one of the epistles that um that has to do with the the fruits of the spirit or no no and god of course is the the maker he's the former uh, he's he's the potter uh, and and yes uh, all of his creatures are his pottery especially um mankind but he's also the one who put together and formed the word of God, the Bible. Is it uh, an accident that Revelation 22, the last chapter of the last book in verses 18 and 19, very near the last words of that last chapter and last book, God says, whoever adds to the words of this book or takes away, the, the plagues written herein shall be added unto him. Is that just a coincidence? Did, did that scripture happen to fall together in, in that chapter, in that book, and, and then the Bible closed? No, we know it was no coincidence. We know God is the one who preserves his word, watches out for his word. He's the one who has compiled his word, putting it in the form that we have it. Remember, uh, in the New Testament, we have the second psalm quoted. And, and that tells us the psalms are in a particular order that God established. And so the word of God has taken shape and has uh, it, it, it wasn't the church, even though the church could have been used of God uh, to do certain things. But it, it was God himself who carefully, uh, very, very carefully watches out over his word and has put the Bible together in the way that it is. And certainly God's the one who moved the apostle John to write at the end of chapter 22, um, not to add unto the words of this book. And God's the one who moved the same apostle, John, to write the whole book of Revelation and to write here in Revelation 14 in this context. Now let, let's, 
Let's read some of this context because we've been going verse by verse and just reading that verse, and it, we could easily forget what comes before or after. In verse 8 of Revelation 14, And there followed another angel, saying, Babylon is fallen, is fallen, that great city, because she made all nations drink of the wine of the wrath of her fornication. Babylon's fall identifies with judgment day. And, and verse 9, And the third angel followed them, saying with a loud voice, If any man worship the beast in his image, and receive his mark in his forehead or in his hand, the same shall drink of the wine of the wrath of God. What's, what's that talking about? What's the context continuing to be? The wrath of God in judgment day. And then it goes on, Which is poured out without mixture into the cup of his indignation, and he shall be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of the holy angels and in the presence of the Lamb. What's in view? The wrath of God, judgment day. And in verse 11, And the smoke of their torment ascendeth up to ever and ever, and they have no rest day nor night who worship the beast in his image, and whosoever receiveth the mark of his name. Judgment day. The wrath of God being poured out on the unsaved people of the earth. And then is our verse 12. Here is the patience of the saints. Here are they that keep the commandments of God and the faith of Jesus. Oh, well, maybe, maybe this is a transition verse. Maybe uh, now God will go on to discuss other matters. That is, uh, someone might think he just finished discussing Judgment Day in verse 11. Now he's going to change the topic and discuss other matters, and this is a verse that will lead into that discussion of other things besides Judgment Day. No, no, that's not the case. Look what comes after in verse 13. And I heard a voice from heaven saying unto me, Write, Blessed are the dead which die in the Lord from henceforth. Yea, saith the Spirit, that they may rest from their labors, and their works do follow them. And I looked, and behold, a white cloud, and upon the cloud one sat like unto the Son of Man, having on his head a golden crown, and in his hand a sharp sickle. And another angel came out of the temple, crying with a loud voice to him that sat on the cloud, Thrust in thy sickle and reap, for the time is come for thee to reap, for the harvest of the earth is ripe. Remember that parable in Matthew 13? The harvest is the end of the world. Now we're finding uh, the imagery. The picture is the Lord Jesus who is seated upon a cloud and he has a golden crown and in his hand a sharp sickle to reap the earth, to judge the people of the world. It's the same context. And and if we were to read the whole thing, uh, verse 16, He that sat on the cloud thrust in his sickle on the earth, and the earth was reaped. Verse 17 speaks of the same sickle. Verse 18, again, Thrust in thy sharp sickle, and gather the clusters of the vine of the earth, for her grapes are fully ripe. Verse 19, The angel thrust in his sickle into the earth, and gathered the vine of the earth, and cast it into the great winepress of the wrath of God. It's the same context of the wrath of God. 
and verse 20 speaks of the winepress being trodden without the city and blood came out of the winepress and so forth. So from all the verses following verse 12, the context is consistently the same, the wrath of God. The verses preceding verse 12 from verse 8 through 11 is the wrath of God. And we we just have to ask the question. It's why God placed this verse here. So it would not be missed. Here is the patience of the saints. The same saints, remember, that the Bible says the Lord Jesus comes and ten thousands of his saints with him. The same saints that are in view when we read other Bible passages that speak of Judgment Day. But here they are, and, and this, this verse indicates, uh, they're, they're not in heaven. They haven't been raptured already. They're still on the earth. They're still living because they have a need of patience. They're, they're still living their lives on the earth. Yet again, how can that be? It's, this is judgment day. This is the time of the wrath of God being poured out. That's what Revelation 14 from verse 8 through the end is is driving home that point in verse after verse after verse. Well, you see, God is is letting it be known. Uh, This verse is illuminating a great truth that was never before understood, never before realized in all the history of the world. There was none who thought that God, first of all, would bring judgment while the world was still continuing and and experiencing a 24-hour day and night. And, and yet at the same time, God is indicating while torment is being uh, distributed or applied to all those that worship the image of the beast if throughout the day and night period. Here, here at the same time is the patience and faith of the saints. Thanks for joining us for eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies. You can hear these studies Monday through Friday over PalTalk, Skype, eBible Fellowship's webcast audio, or over your phone. For more information or to hear other studies, visit www.ebiblefellowship.com. Until our next study, may the Lord's perfect will be done.